Hey, this is Doug Meisinger with the Vinyl Draft Social Club and Vinyl Draft Radio. And I'm T.J. Alds of I-45 Now and Clear Lake Now, coming to you from the historic Kima Visitor Center in the heart of Clear Lake's Tourist Hub. And this is Draft 45. All right, we, we made it. We have arrived. That's finally, right? Yeah, this was, uh, boy, I, th- this has been a long time coming. The, the original conversations about starting this podcast predate COVID. By a pretty healthy margin. I mean, it was it was long before that, and then just certain things had happened. Um, we've both been busy working on other projects. COVID hit, and then uh, we finally, over a cigar, decided that we had to get a drop dead date and get this thing started. So yeah, here we are. And th- this is kind of a temporary setup, folks. Uh, of Draft Forty Five, uh, we are here at the historic. Uh, Kima Schoolhouse, which is the the visitor center here, uh, where we'll be based from. And the great thing about that is, is that because of what we're our partnership, we're doing with some partners here promoting tourism and the like. Uh, we're going to be coming here for the show uh, when we do this each week, and uh, we have a very special guest. When we talk about visitors and tourism and everything else, uh, we have somebody who really is at the hub of it all. Yeah, yeah, for this show. absolutely. And, and honestly, I'm not knowing him. I'm, I'm not saying this because he's sitting to my <laughs> left. When we discussed who would be our first guest, we did say that we wanted the first guest of the first podcast to be Jacob Bigger of the Kima Boardwalk. So welcome, pal. Thank yeah, you. Glad to have you yeah. here. It's great. I, it's one. I, I, we should point out for our guest, you have you have his trophy. You have to hold it up. It's being blocked by the screen here. Let's see. You're uh, Dancing with the Stars Season 3 participation trophy uh, yeah okay <laughs> sure <laughs> you know that that's fine we we all got one but i'll say that uh in, in a year or two people will forget and when it's not next to the big trophy it's just a trophy and it, it is a nice true. looking so, trophy that is true that's true. And, yeah. and 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 we will uh get into the discussion on this that was uh that was one of the conditions that jacob leveled when he agreed to do this is that we had to talk about his experience as a professional I, listen dancer. we'll talk about that a little bit because like, he did it, they did y'all did a great job that night i will yeah, say that and some folks right now are watching a little bit of that clip on our video uh side of things of y'all's dance it was really good i mean that whole crew that night was good but we'll talk about that uh in a, in, a, in a little bit here but uh as we as i mentioned in draft 45 is to talk about you know interesting folks in our area and uh having jacob on and uh, just let's just talk about Kima Boardwalk. I, you know, you guys had a heck, a heck of a summer. Talk about that and how how busy it was this summer because there was a lot of concern after what happened last year with the pandemic and the like of what it was going to look like coming back. Yeah, I mean, we we went into it not really knowing what we were going to expect. I think when we did our budgets, we were planning to do eighty percent of twenty nineteen sales and. Um, and, and we're always shooting to, to go above and beyond. And so, you know, having a kind of a goal of 80%, that's, that's quite low as a standard for us. And, um, but that's cause there was a lot of unknowns, you know, we just came out of 2020, obviously sales were very much, uh, not nowhere near where they normally are. Um, and so, you know, we went into March and a lot of the restrictions just were, were pulled away and it was almost an immediate effect. We started off with an awesome spring break, one of the busiest spring breaks we ever had. And it just, we never looked back. It just kept going. Um, so it's been quite a year so far. Um, we're hoping it finishes off great. Um, but there's no indication of a slowdown and things, things are been very busy. 
the yeah. last few months. And when we say busy, busy on the ride side, busy on the restaurant side, both, right? Everywhere. Right. Yeah. You know, um, you know, we have a wide range of a product at the Kima Boardwalk, and um, which allows us to bring a very diverse clientele, guests that are coming out here just to walk around, enjoy the scenery, guests that want the restaurant experience, live entertainment, and obviously the rides are a big pull. So um, the whole property has been busy. The hotel's been booking, um, and it's it's been a great year, great year so far. In full disclosure, folks, this is, you know, uh, October is just around the corner. I, I like to point out to folks is my wife and I got married at the Kima Boardwalk seven years that's ago right. this you October, did, right? Landry's. Wow. That's right. And I mean, this organization really went full out to make sure it was so great. And it's not only great for, you know, a family night out or something for special events and the like. Now it's kind of weird because this is the part we didn't kind of take into account when we planned. We just say, Hey, let's do Landry's. We'll use the third floor for the wedding, second floor for the, for the, for the reception. Perfect setting. Everyone could park, you know, all this other stuff. What we would forgot to account on. It was a weekend, uh, and, uh, Halloween, October. Obviously we had October 18th. So. Boo on the boardwalk was going. Boo on the boardwalk is going on at the same time, and you had Doom going on. You know the haunted uh, house there yeah. going on, and it was a mix of characters. All the people come into our wedding, all dressed up, and everything else, and everyone in costumes. <laughs> it was kind of a Who's weird in the look. costume, though. We don't know. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. You know, you at least it gave you a reason to kind of hide some of the fear. Say, oh, I saw a monster. I'm yeah. not nervous at all. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that would have been it. But it is. It is such a great. It's when I say it's the hub of the tourism in this area, it is. I mean, you have the dining, you have the fun, the casual on the boardwalk, the the view out of Galveston Bay. I just, you know, I, I think back when Tillman Fertitta built the place, and you know, the, you know, you talk about things that hit all the time. Tropical Storm Francis back then came in right. as the place was under construction, uh, but it has thrived since then, and it's so great to hear how well things are going now. After what we went through in 2020, I mean, you were talking about what these guys were doing in 2020 was even well, with everything going on. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, and, and I do really want to touch on what that had to have been like for you guys to, to be, you know, because you look at all the cities that that sort of make up the, the Clear Lake area. And from a tourism standpoint, for a lot of the other cities around here, the best thing they have going for them is their proximity to Kima. And the fact that, you know, hey, you can stay here, but the boardwalk is close by. Uh, I would pop in and, and see Jacob. Now, Jacob and I, Jacob and I have known each other a long time, and, and uh, we were uh, we were both on KCDC together. And so we would. Uh, he's still there, um, but we would, you know, we would meet up and chat about certain things that were going on. But every now and then, you know, when it was just a ghost town down here, I would drive over there just to see him and say, "Hey, what's going on?" And the different jobs I saw you doing when I would go over there. I mean, it was from landscaping painting i mean they they were they weren't just sitting around there, there there weren't people there to entertain but you guys were really putting in a lot of hours and a lot of work yeah well i mean when we went into it there was a lot of uncertainty but what we did know is that it wouldn't last forever and um, we had to be in a state of ready at all times you know and so you know unfortunately due to you know having to be closed we we had to furlough almost all of our employees so there was eight of us and um, eight of us to maintain a 60 acre property, uh, maintain a marina that never closed. Um, and we had to do everything. We were the, the trash guys. You had, um, 
you know, the restaurants open for to go and it's a beautiful area. So they get there to go and then they find one of our Kima boardwalk picnic tables and have their lunch. And, mm -hmm. and so there was still trash that had to be picked up. Um, we had to do the security shifts, you know, so we had someone on property 24 seven and there was only eight of us. And so keeping the landscaping looking nice, keeping the place looking fresh. And, you know, when it came down to it, we got the phone call and we were open in 46 hours. And that, that was quite a feat. I don't think um, many um, amusement style properties um, would be able to have done that. And, you know, we hang our hat that we were able to open up in 46 hours. And, and that was because of a state of ready. We kept the rides running. Mm -hmm. We had our, our maintenance managers, you know, greasing and running the rides so that when the time came two, three months later, the rides were ready to run. So yeah, I get it. I get a phone call every once in a while. Someone said, Hey, did the boardwalk reopen yet before you guys actually open? I said, why you ask us? I don't think so. They said, yeah, we see the rides rolling. And I said, right. and I called Jacob up. He says, yeah, we're just running ready to keep them ready. But that goes to, I think it's an important thing. I, you know, we talked after hurricane Ike many years ago. I know you before you, you were there, uh, Jake, but, um, how the facility got up and running quickly uh, after that, that disaster from that. And one of the things I remember uh, Tillman Fertitta saying then was, he said, I wish more businesses would pay attention to how we did. You talked about the eight of you going around, making sure it was always at the ready. All too often when some type of disaster hits, and this, there's no doubt the pandemic was a disaster, companies will make a decision and just walk away and like, all right, we're going to take a break. You guys were improving the property. You were getting it ready for post-COVID world. That was the thing impressed because when it did open in that 46 hours, all the protocols that were in place, all the masking, all the, you know, the things that you had to do that there were rules at the time, that was instilled already coming out there. Talk about that part of it, of ready to go in 46 hours, but you had made the changes you need to do. You were already looking ahead. Like you said earlier, we knew it wasn't going to be forever. Yeah. And I would say the, the hardest thing about this whole thing wasn't the fact that I had to pick up trash or pressure wash or paint or that one time we found an old jug of milk that wasn't thrown out that exploded everywhere and had the, the worst smell I've ever smelled in my life. That actually wasn't the worst part or the hardest part of going through this. The hardest part was managing change. It was constantly changing you're looking at the news, you're looking at, you know, corporate memos, you're trying to figure out, all right, where are we going? And so, um, you, it was, you were flying by the seat of your pants. A decision was made and you just reacted. And I just remember when I got the phone call that we're opening, um, that we got approval to open that Friday. It was Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. I'm throwing palm fronds that we just trimmed the palm trees and throwing in a dumpster. And I immediately just stopped what I was doing and said, guys, I got to make some phone calls. And the first thing I did was call you know, my managers that were on furlough. And, and fortunately for me, you know, I was communicating with them throughout the whole experience and um, checking in on them. And they were ready on a moment's notice. I had my managers back on property within an hour and we started making phone calls, getting our employees in there. A lot of them had to go through recertification for the rides. Um, and we had to get them trained, even regardless of the recertification process for rides, the concessions employees, emissions employees are out of practice. They've been out, you know, sitting around for two, three months or doing other side jobs. Um, so we were very fortunate that the team just reacted. They came back um, and we just hit the ground running. You know, I, I had to have a conversation with some of my managers. Um, there was obviously going through this whole COVID experience and furloughs. There's 
a lot of emotion that went into that. Everybody had to experience that. And, you know, they got here and we're probably three or four days into opening and I had to sit everybody down. There was, you know, everybody's upset. They're like, you know, we feel like we're lacking some communication. Like, and I said, everything you guys did was fantastic. I said, what we had to do in that moment, we didn't have time to stop, slow down, think, look back. We were looking forward and we were attacking this issue, this issue, this issue until we got through them. Now that we got through our first week, let's take a, take a second, relax. Let's think about it. And let's, how can we continue to build on this? So everybody did what they had to. It was um, a fantastic effort. And, and we're proud to say that we were able to open um, in 46 hours. It's an amazing job that you guys did. And, and the, the odd thing is, is even before this, because we had spoken before spring break and you were already anticipating a big spring break. Um, but you guys also, you guys got hit by this freeze as well. And you lost yeah. a lot. I mean, the I remember being out there uh, is probably a day or two after, and I ran into you uh, at Starbucks, and we were talking about just the amount of landscaping that you guys had lost. And I remember thinking, well, are you going to be able to get this back before spring break hits? And you were like, oh, we should have it all taken care of in a couple of days. <laughs> and I was just like, who operates this way? I mean, it's just, it's amazing how, how responsive and reactive you guys are capable of being when something, when, when you have a curveball thrown at you, it's not standing around kicking the dirt and trying to figure out what do we do now? You guys just jump into action and get things taken care of. Well, you know, we, we have, uh, we work for Landry's and we have the resources to, to make things happen and an expectation that, you know, our guests have a particular experience that they're going to come into and we want to meet that experience. And so, you know, it's, when you have the resources, you use them and we have them. We have plenty of contractors that that work for us that if I, I can call them any time of night and they're, Jacob, I'm, I'm on it. I'm, I'm on my way up. I'm sending a guy right now. Mm. And and that's what it comes down to is utilizing your resources um, and just hit the ground running. You know, you my role as GM is to get all the pieces moving and as and then watch it and try to guide. OK, let's. Let's move this piece over here. Let's adjust this. Their job is to just go so that they can get their work done as quickly as possible. And then and then we just we just gauge and adjust and, and try to make it better. But that landscaping was it's the worst freeze I've ever seen. We lost one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollars worth of landscaping. And and un the unfortunate thing is we're still losing things today from the freeze. You know, some of the yeah. palm trees, they. They look like they were coming back. They were probably coming back. And then Hurricane Nicholas happens and, you know, they're, they're, they're strong and they're pushing forward. Then all of a sudden they get hit again with something that was really tough. And we actually lost a couple of palm trees that, um, were at that borderline moment. Are they going to make it? And it stems from that freeze. So mm -hmm. we just all hands on deck, got the plants in there. And, you know, it was really different seeing the property. We got all the dead stuff out. We put the new stuff in, but it's all new and young plants. And you're like, what is this going to look like? And then, yeah. you know, a few months later, some rainy, sunny days, you're like, wow. All right. Really filled yeah. in great. And so. it, it is amazing because you don't realize what a role the landscaping plays in the overall it look. It's that Until approach. it's gone. When it's yeah. gone, you see it. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah that's, uh, it, it's, it's amazing what, uh, what the landscaping does to the aesthetic of the boardwalk. 
Speaking of uh, Hurricane Nicholas, as we come up on this uh, first weekend of October, and we're going to talk about the Craft Beer Festival in just a second. Uh, How did you guys weather that? How are things now returning that from uh, after the hurricane? We're back open. Again, it goes down to, you know, how we start counting. How many hours till we opened? I mean, Hurricane Nicholas hit around midnight, 1 a.m. of Tuesday. And Tuesday at 10 a.m., Starbucks was open. And it did take, you know, two, three inches of water in there. And it just went down to we got here first thing in the morning and we started cleaning and prepping and, and checking the equipment and getting things going. And, and we were able to get Starbucks open at 10 a.m. We were able to get Landry's and Saltgrass open um, for dinner those evenings. And so we want to be able to get things open. That's that, that's the key. When we go into it's like, how can we get open as quickly as possible um, and provide a level of product that our guests expect? And it, and it says a lot to our employees that, hey, we're getting you back to work. We don't want you sitting on the couch two, three days. We're going to get you back to work. And we want the guests to know that, you know, you, you don't realize how localized some of these events are. This hurricane, people in Houston are like, hurricane? There was a hurricane? Yeah. And, you know, they're coming down. They've planned their vacation and, and, and they're expecting to, to have a great time. And so we're going to put every effort we can into doing that. And to see the property, you know, talking to some of the, you know, our John Horton, our maintenance manager, he, he was here for Ike and he said, this was the second worst hurricane we've we've seen. And Mm so, um, and fortunately for us, it didn't come any closer. Um, but it was quite a bit of, quite a bit of storm surge. And so mud all over the property. There I am again. You should have come out there, Doug. I had a fire hose. (laughs) I was too. I'm I'm spraying (laughs) down mud, trying to turn on to help. We had an army of contractors and our employees and, um, we were out there working, you know, we had executive level VPs out there with us that were grabbing a pressure washer, grabbing a squeegee. And, um, it was a, it was a team effort and we got it done. Um, from you, you talked about the employees and great, and you were talking about your maintenance manager who's been, God, he's been with the company for how long now? It's, it's 22. Yeah. We were chatting there since day one. Yeah. When you and I were chatting one day about doing a job fair. Uh, after the pandemic, he happened to be there and talking about how much he's loved working for the company all those years. He's our local historian. Yeah. We're like, so what was it like Rita or what was, you know, we start going by hurricane names and, um, you know, and he can tell us like, well, this is how it affected us. And that, that helps a lot in our planning as we see a tropical storm or hurricane heading in our direction. What do we need to do? Do we need to move the trains? Do we need to get a crane, a lull and move the trains off the property, put them on trailers and take them off? Or do we need to just park them on the high part of the property? Um, and we we like to use him for that kind of weather knowledge because it's it's hard. You know, when you think every two, three years, you kind of get a, a tropical storm every 10 or 12 years, you get a, a, a hurricane. And the time between these events, you kind of you can forget. Sure. And so it's good to have that yeah. experience. Have that institutional memory sitting there. Uh, tell us about Craft Beer Fest coming up this weekend. That's going to be that's that's really actually turned out to be a really fun event for folks. Oh, to check it's out. it's an awesome event. You know, we have great entertainment that'll be on the stage. But um, being able to sample that many beers, you know, for one price and go and it, it's a great way to try craft beer. Um, you know, when you go places and you want to try craft beer, you get one or two, and you're like, you know, well, it's time to call it. And here you're going to be able to sample. Um, you know, 72 different beers. If, if you'd like, um, don't drink 72 full beers. We'll just give you, you know, a few ounces Why just to, just to taste it. I had to, <laughs> I'm like the last guy you should be looking at for that. And he's looking so, at um, 
but you'll get to sample it. And then the great thing is now, you know, oh, I like this and you can go, you know, purchase, you know, a, a package of, of that particular type of beer. So a lot of people get to learn what they like and it's a fun atmosphere. Do you walk around the, the properties, you know, beautiful October is the perfect time ah, to, yeah. to, to have a nice cold craft beer. So it's great. Yeah, our own uh, Oktoberfest in a way you can call it that. It's yeah. uh, and really you guys started this up when craft beer wasn't the super popular thing everywhere. It was kind of early in its growth when you guys started this up, and and you've seen the emergence of some of these companies that were starting off kind of slow. And now when you talk about seventy two, I think the first year was eight, if I remember right, uh, of the first craft beer festival out at Akima Boardwalk was eight, and now it's seventy two. That just shows how impressive it is. Yeah, it's 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 an awesome event. It's definitely grown over the years and we're always looking at reinventing and coming up with new ways to do to our events. And um, the Beer Fest is definitely one that's stuck around. OK, so possibly an unfair question. And we've discussed this a little bit and I know you can't give a whole lot of insight, but is there anything you could share that is something on the horizon for the boardwalk? Well, you know, there's we're always looking at ways where we can improve the property adding you know a ride and or just adding a different product in general for for the guest and um there are talks you know we are heading into you know we have the the 146 expansion that'll be complete in a couple more years um there's a lot of things on the horizon that are going to make this area much larger and make this area much busier for tourism and so you know, we're definitely looking at that and we're going to see what we can do to continue to to meet the needs of the guests that are coming out here and and drive more traffic um, to the area. That's a good answer. I, I, yeah. I, told, I told you I wouldn't it was ask be the it, best. I, I, I it was going to be the best answer. It, we, it was, we, yeah. we were hoping to have a big ride announcement or something like that, but we knew that, that was going to be a tough one. There uh, could always be a new there. ride. You never know. But I, I will certainly let you guys know as soon as something is, you know, official, um, you know, it, it, it'll be obvious anytime that something, a change, major change on the property is going to happen. There's, there's going to be qu- quite a bit of construction. Stuff. We're going to, we're going to announce it so, first on that's draft it. 45 that's a, that's a every single time. Cause we'll bring Jacob back on a regular basis. Well, he's so close. He's just, he right down the, you know, it's a couple blocks away. He's, he's our version of just the uh, breaking glass. And exactly. like Marv Albert used to be for <laughs> David Letterman. He just, he's right down. Okay. Jake, yeah, come on over we'll here. Just bring him we'll over. even do it at Starbucks when you're hanging out over there, there, there uh, you go. and the like. So, uh, Jacob bigger from, uh, the Kima boardwalk He's the GM out there. Uh, it great. Thanks for coming on, man, for our inaugural show. Uh, he had to sit here for a little while. We would try to get some technical stuff. A little bit, out. Yeah. a little bit, but before I let him go, I want yeah, to talk, talk about a the little bit thing. more yeah. about your uh, second career as a dancer and full disclosure all three of us have done dancing with the stars events so I, we all kind of and go ahead just just go ahead and do it <laughs> i was going to be nice to you guys no you weren't go of ahead. the three of us sitting here mine was at a different event granted it was called dancing with the stars uh but of the three of us sitting here i'm the only champion my wife and i won the inaugural one at the texas city lamarck chamber of commerce's uh dancing with the stars uh they had their inaugural one and we won that and I'm glad you were able to get that out. I, I, I did that, hear so. that, um, and this is breaking news, that there was possible bribes um, at that event <laughs> that may have been dished yeah, out. Yeah, money so. changed hands is my <laughs> guess. That's what I'm thinking happened. But, uh, I, nah, you know. And by the way, too, I should point out since I brought out my wedding, my wife and I, that was our wedding dance. We figured, hey, we've oh, already learned already this. Know one. Yeah. <laughs> and now it, it makes us sound cheap because yeah, well, we, but we, the, we got all those free lessons for I'm doing this event. I'm impressed that you remembered it. I mean, the, the year I did it, the next morning I went 
out of town. Um, I can't remember the name of the town I went to, but I went out. It was a pretty healthy drive. And I can promise you, by the time I arrived, I had forgotten that dance. I, I couldn't do any of that again right now. I, I, I just, it was gone. I just, I just didn't remember it. But it, it is, a, it is a, a pretty rewarding experience. So I'm actually the one that recruited him in to do this. Yeah. And I, I called him up and I said, uh, I never ask you for favors. <laughs> and so I called him up and I said, I need a favor. And I think right then he knew what it was. And he was like, what? I said, I really, really would like you to do Dancing with the Stars this year. And he had the greatest response. He just said, God, I knew this call was going to come one day. <laughs> that was his response. I went I went to the inaugural um, season. and The first guy was awesome. And, yeah. And I, I, <laughs> I went to that and I saw, you know, you and Cindy dance. And I said, I knew that day. I was like, one day I'm going to get a phone call. I know I'm going to get a phone call for this. So, um, but it's a rewarding experience. It's definitely one you go into and you're like, why am I doing this? And then you get to your first practice and you're like, why am I doing this? Um, but, and your, your partner is totally random. You've never met him before unless you're in duck situation and, and you dance with the president <laughs> of, of the Clear Lake Area Chamber of Commerce. But, you know, so Crystalline, we never met. We met at the, you know, the, grand opening of this is what we're doing and we drew salsa and we're like great um i'll bring the chips and you know to find <laughs> out what, it wasn't yeah, an eating you, competition yeah, there, there was there were no <laughs> chips and and that became our joke that became our tagline that we were doing salsa no chips and um she was a great sport uh we had a lot of fun doing it it's 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 really different when you're doing a, a salsa kind of dance you know two-step or or you know other dances are, let's say, less sensual. And salsa is, it's flair. It's, you know, yeah. and um, here you are with a stranger that's married and your girlfriend's looking at you like, what is what is he going to be doing, right? Um, and we just kept saying, it's for the kids. This is for the yeah. kids, you know. Right. So for, It is for the Alliance of the Bay Area. We should point that out there. Yeah, Bay Area Alliance for Youth and Families is a great organization. It's, it's I mean, and I think probably for all of us, I think the only way you you would get, certainly me to do something like that is it would have to raise money for a good right. cause. That's the only way and it does. Me to do it. No, it's fantastic to be a part of that. We kept saying this is for the kids and you know, two, three days practice into it. You're kind of like, all right, space. And then it's like, you can't dance that way. you got to dance like this and everything's very fluid and yeah. flamboyant and extra. And then by three, four days in, you're just like, here we go. You know, just we're throwing, we're spinning, we're dancing. And, um, it was a ton of fun, you know, and, I remember the moment that I, I realized I didn't know the dance. It happened several times over the two, three months that we were practicing is, you know, you get to about four or five. You're like, OK, I, I think I know the routine. Then they're like, OK, now you need to do this with your hands. You need to put your hands over here and then you need to look over here. And then you're like, wait a minute. Now your feet stop. Your hands are moving. You're like, I totally forgot yeah. to dance. And so every time there was a new change to it, stop looking at the floor. I remember Daniel, you know flicking rubber bands at me because I kept looking down at the floor at my feet. Um, you know, it was like relearning the dance, but it was very rewarding to be able to do that. Um, I definitely would recommend it to people, but every time you, that first few days, you're like, what am I doing? This well, is going to be a mess. It does get into, you know, folks become self-conscious about it. You take people out of their comfort zone, no doubt about it. Uh, and, but I will. Uh, I, I agree with something we said before we went on the air was looking at all the groups that did the dancing. This was a very competitive field. It was. There was not like a 
somebody just shuffling their feet like you know or anything like that it was very well done uh even with a wardrobe malfunction uh jennifer brottle uh in the middle of of everything uh but But to be fair it's not like there was a wardrobe malfunction during the the dance dance that was important that was no so yeah uh but it, it was it was a fun event but it also uh i thought the the dance teams did a wonderful job. Yeah, they did. They, and the they, fact that you're thrown into with somebody you have no relationship with beforehand. Yeah. Particularly a dancing relationship because it is an intimate thing. Yeah. It, it, you just you have to just get over the fact that, all right, this is a stranger. And you become best friends. You know, Crystal, we're, it's like any one of your best friends. You're sending a, a meme or, oh, I saw this funny thing. And you're going to send it to your friends. And, yeah. And, you know, she's actually her career's changing and her and her husband are moving up to the Fort Worth area. And, you know, she's like, I'm just letting you know that we're going to be moving up there. Um, you know, if you're ever in town, let us know. And, you know, you go from complete strangers and then to to having some great friends. And it's 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 it, a rewarding it's a experience. bonding experience, not not just with the the partner that you dance with, but anybody else that's ever done it because you've all shared that experience and, you know, it's because it's difficult. I mean, my, my big issue with it was, and we all learned differently, but I only knew the whole dance as one move. So they couldn't say, okay, let's pick it up from the dip. Because I'd be you like, had to, well, there's a dip. Yeah, or, you I mean, had to start over. I from had to the start do the whole time. thing. And Cindy yeah. was very patient with me because ours started with her sitting in a chair. And so every time I screwed up, which happened from time to time, uh, I would just say, get the chair. <laughs> so, you know, I can't, yeah. I can't start in the middle. I only knew the whole thing. And she was very patient in that. And I could understand that. I mean, that it, it's tough. It's got to be annoying. Yeah. It, yeah. But still, I mean, you know, you, cause what's in your mind the whole time is that you got to remember the whole dance and it yeah. has to go in sequence. That's oh, why yeah. when you watch professionals, you realize how tough it. And really then you is. have to time it to the music because I don't know if it was the same way for you guys, but you know, the first few weeks we did it to no music. And I started saying, no, let's put the music in here. The first time they played the music, I was like, turn the music off. (laughs) It's totally throwing me off. I can't do it. I I don't want music. I just want counting. Just just record the counting. Two, three, one, two, three, one, two, step, step, step. Well, you actually gave me some great advice. Um, You know, you said it's it's loud in there. You're you're obviously very close to your your dance partner when you're dancing. And um, you they're not going to hear if you're talking or. Or, ah, or counting. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, I, I actually had to do that. There were there was moments in the song where I'm like, OK, this is a count. in my head. I'm like, I got to count. And then, you know, even with your dance partner, you're like, you know, there was obviously nerves. And I think we had a little misstep, but we got right back on it. I don't think anybody mm-hmm. noticed. And and it was kind of one of those moments, you know, I'm just like, all right, here we're this part. Yeah. All right. We got this like yeah. spin. Yeah. Good. And, um, you know, it was it was it was a great performance. It was a lot of fun. Um, we were very um, excited to be able to support the the Bay Area Alliance and and their mission. And um, you know, don't have the statistics in front of me. I think we were the second in fundraising. If not, we were we were definitely um, right there at third. Um, and you know, the first place fundraiser, Jay Kopic and and Mary Chambers, they they did a fantastic job of of promoting the event. And I just tried mm-hmm. to keep up. And I think the other fun thing about it, besides the dancing, was coming up with ways to kind of market yourself and market the event. And I made my own little yeah. iMovie and 
Um, if so, I get okay. one more business card, yes, to vote I, for I you. created business Between cards. Between you and Jay Coppock, <laughs> we both had business yeah. cards they're handing out everywhere with the smart codes on it, the QR oh, sure. codes and stuff like that. We had like, I think I got 50 from everywhere. each of these guys. Now I'm going to call Jay Coppock out. I love Jay Coppock, but this was Jay Coppock's move. He would come up to me with the card with his QR code and say the QR code's not working. And I'd say, really? Because yeah, because I can't get it to come up. Because see if you can get it to come up on your phone. And so I tried on my phone. I said, yeah, it works just fine. He'd go, okay, great. And he'd take my phone. And, the, and got the dollar out of you. <laughs> <laughs> and I respected it so much. I was like, uh, yeah, okay. That's, well, that's, that's I can't fine. I can't steal the, you know, the business card idea because it actually came from Jay. And it started at a chamber event. And I just kept getting these cards from people. And they were all his card. And they, Jay told me to give this to you. Jay told me to give this to you. So I'm like, so, yeah, it was next like day a I'm trash like, talking thing, wasn't it? Creating okay. my artwork, ordering my cards. And then at every event I went to him, like, can you please hand this to Jay? And here's one for you too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so Jay's getting the same thing. So it was a good rivalry. It, it definitely um, helped, you know, drive some of that um, donation. It, it, it did. And, and the whole, you know, everybody understands the whole idea is to raise as much money as possible. And, that, and that's, that's where Jay's heart was in this whole thing. That's and, what it was. Uh, yeah. And he did, you know, uh, his outfit was a choice. You know, maybe not one I would have made. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, we'll let y'all watch the video and yeah, judge yeah. about Jay Copic about his outfit. Here. But he did a great job, and he and he, he works. I mean, Jay's one of the. I mean, boy, it's hard to find somebody that that works harder for local organizations than Jay yeah, Copic. That's he's, for sure. He's, he's as good as gold. Jacob, thanks for coming on with us, man. We appreciate it's a pleasure. You. Uh, again, this is Draft Forty Five with Doug and TJ, and we're going to be on every week. Uh, and when you uh, are watching this show, uh, we are going to have someone from uh, the the tourism side of things on a regular basis since mm -hmm. we are doing our show. It's a great setting here. Uh, at some point, maybe we can have a live audience every once in a while here. There's a couch. There's a couch over there. There is a couch. You can see in the background. There was somebody on it earlier. Yeah, there was. We had to wake them up and move yeah. it out of the way. But uh, <laughs> we can. But hopefully, we could have some folks come here uh, and enjoy. You know, when a business opens up across the way from us, like with some coffee or something like that, they yep. can enjoy themselves and have that here. Um, but uh, we're going to be talking to interesting folks on a regular basis, uh, and it's about fun stuff. Yep. By the way, we're not going to get into the negativity or anything uh, like that. There's that's enough the, of that. Enough of that. We don't need that around here. But we're going to do a lot as we can to promote the Clear Lake and uh, the uh, Kima area as well. So, Jacob, thanks for coming on being Thank our you. first guest. We, we're we really appreciative of that. And don't forget, folks, uh, head on out. Uh, craft Beer Festival is happening uh, this weekend at uh, the Kima Boardwalk. I know uh, Doug and I are going to be out there for a little while uh, as well. And uh, enjoy yourself uh, with that. And with that, I'm TJ Owens. I'm Doug Meisinger. We'll talk to you next time.